Hey y'all, it's your girl Salim, and Beyonce is the greatest entertainer of all time. <laughs> Why would you get dragged for that? But it's Alexis, and my love is definitely like not blind. It's 2020, but my life is truly an ultimatum. You're right, I didn't get the reference. And this is <laughs> And this is. Lemonade. Lemonade and, and tea. tea. Lemonade and tea, yeah. <laughs> With Salim and Alexis, lemonade and tea from Maryland to Texas. But all around the world, everybody wanna taste of the lemonade and tea. Yeah. Lemonade and tea. Lemonade and tea. Hello. I feel like we have not done this in so long. Girl, it's been two, three weeks. Literally. Yeah. So I have had some life changes. I won't be speaking in detail about them, but a lot is happening. And so we had to hold off on recording for a few weeks. But now we're back, bitches. We back. We back. We back. Also, if y'all saw the episode that came out... (laughs) What was this week? Yes. This this past or for us it was this past week. Um <laughs> what was the title? Oh, fucking body modifications. Body modifications. Seen- yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if, if you have not seen that, that episode, please go watch it. It it's is going truly to be <laughs> Go ahead and catch that out. It's it's already linked onto the web on onto YouTube, so go go ahead and and check that out. Yeah, Literally. I think that's the greatest episode of the season. It was like so random, it's so like just go watch it. Or and I did in it. fact have COVID during the filming of that episode. Salim can confirm, even though she. I swore up and down in that motherfucking episode. I said it was allergies. I said it was a cold. I said it was everything except for COVID. And it was COVID. Listen, here's what I'll say. If you feel a scratch in your throat and it's (laughs) not getting better throughout the day, don't take the COVID test just yet. Wait like a day or two. Don't be around people. Wear a mask. And then take the test because I took mine way too fucking early and I genuinely thought it wasn't COVID. Yeah. The C got you. The big C got you. <sighs> After avoiding it for like two fucking years. Yeah, I still have not gotten it. Knock on wood. Um, I hope it stays that way, but because from the experience. symptoms that lame had. Excuse me? No, thank you. That is not an experience I would wish on. I'm not gonna say that. That is not an ex- <laughs> that is not an experience I would wish on a lot of people. <laughs> every time, every time I say like, "Oh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody," I think of Donald Trump, and I'm like, "No, I would wish." Or like specific like people who run 
our countries, I'm like, no, I would wish that upon that's you. That's a good one. No, I would probably wish that because I don't see a point in your existence on this planet. Mm-hmm. But that's just me, you know. Are you back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cut out for two seconds. And you know what I did? As a professional, just so if y'all peep that, because I don't think we're going to edit this part out. But I was like, continue. Just continue. Keep talking. Because she won't pop back in in a second. Oh. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) The concern. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that shit was terrible. I had all of the symptoms except for the loss of my taste and smell, which, thank the heavens above, because that would have... I had... It was so bad. It was body aches. The sore throat was a different kind of like experience of pain that I had never experienced before. I because breathing was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, stuffed nose. Uh, I had a fever. I was like, I don't. It was just like so many things that were like happening to me physically, and I was like, I'm dying. Like, what is? I th- I think the worst. No, lit. I mean, shit. Fuck. But it just felt that way. It was so bad. Like. The worst was like waking up one morning and lit- literally, Alexis, like waking up and going <clears throat> because my entire like chest was like filled with fluid. Oh my God. That's not I great. could not breathe. No. And like the only thing that helped it is like I had like my humidifier going and then I also had just multiple hot showers because that was the only way I would like yeah. <sighs> clear it out. It's just. I mean, if it make you feel any better, I think I'm currently going through a UTI. Kind of. I've just... Kind of. It kind of made me feel... (laughs) Just because I've been through multiple UTIs and I'm like... But no, they are fucking painful and I feel you and you're currently going through it. So so I I went to the doctor Friday. I thought it happened like symptoms maybe like Monday or so. So I went a week thinking that like I was I if I was to just take my cranberry pills, drink cranberry juice, guzzle water every hour, that it will flush out. But there's one particular symptom. I don't want to be too graphic on the podcast, but there's one particular symptom just won't go away, and it's the most annoying. And so I went to the doctor and explained everything to her, and she was basically saying that either it's in fact the UTI, and I could just take antibiotics and it could go away in a couple of days, or it's some type of hyperbladder syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, I don't have any other symptoms of a UTI besides that. And so mm-hmm. it could be something else. Plus, I've had other things going on with my pee line. So I just had to go to the doctors. And so I'm waiting for the test results on Monday. And I cannot wait because I need to know. I need to know if I need antibiotics or some other type of pill because it's very annoying to pee. Yeah. Mm. I hope it. I hope it gets all figured out. The girl, same. I am so over it. It's the way Alexis called me, and she was like, "Salim, have you ever had a UTI before?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've had them a couple times." Literally, I was like, <laughs> "Did you have to go to the doctor, or did it like go away by itself?" Mm, mine was the first time I had it. Um, it went away by itself. The second time I had it, I had to get an- antibiotics because they were bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was painful. Because then I, because listen, the Googles will have you spiraling. Because then I was like, is this kidney stones? Am I about, they said I'm going to have fucking stones coming out of my motherfucking urethra of my bladder. And I don't want that. 
Yeah. I was very scared. Yeah. That was like, I got a full pelvic exam at the doctor. Like, she put, like, a catheter in me to make sure that, like, my pee was, like, not not a lot of pee was, like, left in my batter. After, like, it, I was peeing all of it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Child, it was so painful. It was so annoying. I can't. So the test results of my of my if I have a UTI or not will be on the next episode of Lemonade and Tea. So stay tuned. Y'all just going through life with us, man. Like <laughs> at this goddamn point, when what I tell you the. The way that 2022 has been, like, life changes of, like, Bully. shit just happening. Like, you're like, what is what is going on? Oh, my gosh. I honestly, the way that this, the way that we told y'all about, like, the stories that happened last summer. Or, like, my dating stories that happened last summer. We saw season four, bitch. Literally. Season, four, bitch. season three is truly a highlight. And I was kind of <laughs> lame that, like, so before we even, um started season three because we like to do season one was just me and Salim. Then season two we had a lot of guests on there. And then season three was like, okay, let's switch it back up to just me and you. And when I tell you I feel like this season is truly iconic. Like just from off like the shit that we share, the testimonies that we've overcome, <laughs> the goddamn stories that we've told. Like I I I'm I'm fucking with it heavy. I feel like as of right now, if anybody was like, oh, what's your your podcast is about? I'd be like, oh, check out season three. Like, it's real dope. Yeah. Not to say that the other seasons weren't, but like, I just feel like this one just, is just like chef's kiss. Yeah, I think so too. We've grown so much. I think that we've just learned so much and it's just gotten so much better, but. Yeah. Even like the energy of season three is just yeah. different. Yeah. It's because starting off that first episode, remember the first one that y'all have not seen it. We did not release that episode. We recorded a whole episode and then Alexis hit me up. She was like, how do you really feel about it? And I was like, mm. and Alexis was like, yeah, so we don't have to re-record some right. shit. And I was like, I'm down because, yeah, I think that we, I think that that doing that episode allowed us to realize like how we really want our our uh, where I'm. our podcast to be growth oh my god <laughs> oh my god and that being said be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel watch our videos listen to our podcast on apple spotify no apple podcast spotify wherever else podcasts are streaming and support the girls because we're trying to get to a thousand youtube subscribers um hopefully by the end of season three um, so that we can monetize our videos. That would be greatly appreciated. So just be sure to support. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything to literally click a button. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say so this. So click it. There are a lot of, like, YouTube. There's a lot of YouTubers that are leaving YouTube because right. they're like, oh, it's not a thing now. And when I say a lot of YouTubers, I'm talking about the white YouTubers yes. are leaving. And here's my thing. <clears throat> goodbye <laughs> it's so funny you're saying that Selene, because i i'm not gonna go too hard like i'm gonna go talk too in depth about what i'm planning to do in the very near future but youtube is in that vision and so i just feel like they're making room i yeah they really are so goodbye and i'm excited for black content creators to really pop off you know what i i went to uh kava this week and 
Um, I don't know if if y'all don't know Cava, it's a Mediterranean restaurant. I want to try it. I wonder if we have any <clears throat> here. It's C A V A. Hmm. So I went to Cava, and guess who was all over the front doors of Cava? Who? Um, Emma Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I was I was so irritated. I was in my head. I was like mad because I was just like, the fuck, what the fuck? Like, there's right. so many like other content like emma chamberlain i don't even know if she realizes that like you really blew up off of being skinny and white and not doing shit literally that's what they all do because they're so relatable they're so oh my god they're so relatable i feel like i'm so relatable you want to know why because i'm a fucking human being that exists on this planet fuck literally out fuck out of here that shit irks the shit out of me are you checking? <laughs> yeah, there's problem. one in the woodlands, and then there's one I can't peep exactly where it was, but it seemed a, a bit closer. But it seems like it's a drive away. Their honey roasted chicken is really good. That sounds great. If you double up on that. Yeah, and they have great veggies. Okay, we're going to stop talking about <laughs> It's cute. This is not sponsored. <laughs> it should be. But if you like to, listen, I love it. it Chipotle be. should be the one. If y'all don't know, Salim eats Chipotle five times out of the week. It's my friend. Every time I'm like, I'm going to get some Chipotle. It's great. It hits perfectly. I think That's he does it on purpose because every time I call Salim, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get Chipotle. Or I, got I, Chipotle. Don't, though. I, I don't. I just ate Chipotle. <laughs> you just happen to call me on the days that I get Chipotle. It's not all the time. Salim, I call you daily. It's often, but it's not all the time. <laughs> maybe like a few times out of the week. It's not five. There's seven days of the week. Maybe three times I'll get Chipotle out of the week. What day, what day of the week starts the week for you? Like, because out of like, it, what do you mean? Like, of like work? No, like, like, do you start, like, do you say that Sunday starts the week off or Monday? Monday. Oh my god! I ain't doing shit Sunday. So, like, but on the calendar, Sunday is the first day of the week. That's what white Sunday, people stated. Monday, like it's not that's Monday. What, that's Saturday, what white Sunday people stated. At the end. That's what white people stated was the start of the week. That is the Gregorian calendar's decision. In that, I'm Ethiopian. We follow a completely bitch. We not even in 2022 in Ethiopia. Okay, well, we're in 2014. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. it's a whole thing a lot of people are just figuring out that ethiopia has a very different calendar because we don't we were never colonized mm. so we don't follow the white people calendar <laughs> Damn. so we have our own and we have 13 months the last month is a week long and it's seven years behind and get this tea somebody had a theory and i said wait you guys aren't wrong remember when um the mayans said in 2012 like there was the either the world was going to end it was going to be like a huge sift something was going to happen in 2012 mm-hmm. and nothing happened in 2012 mm-hmm. two years ago in ethiopia it was 2012 and two years ago was 2020 and that's when the whole world changed i'm just saying y'all should listen to black people and not white people so we should be living up with the what is that? Oh, my little so Alexis um 
has seen my little um, refresher from Starbucks from my um, Starbies. This is a uh, Grande Strawberry Acai Lemon One Pump Liquid Cane Sugar Drink with actual Starbucks. So um, Kool-Aid is what you just said. First of all, bitch. No, it's not (laughs) Kool-Aid. Okay? I just fucking told you what the fuck it was. It is a Grande Strawberry Acai Lemon One Pump Liquid liquid Cane Sugar fucking drink. Okay? From Starbucks. I'm hearing Kool-Aid. I ain't I'm taking Kool-Aid. that as Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid yeah. you, you know, all right. It's a refresher, okay? It's not coffee, but it's like a whatever. So, like, we should do an episode like how Bob and Monet does. I think we did one last season where we just, like, literally just talk, like a random one. <laughs> where there's yeah, no we topic. I, love I think so we have so much to catch up on. I think yes. we're just like, I don't even know how to segue into the topic we, we decided to talk about today. <laughs> Me neither. I feel like we're talking about, or we want to talk about boundaries, and we are going to talk about boundaries, but there's no way to segue <laughs> into it because we don't have any. <laughs> Usually it's like a spark and we're like, <gasps> right. Boundaries. Okay, here's the thing. So we we write out all of our topics, and so we have been picking and choosing which ones we wanted, and so <laughs> we've been avoiding the like a little bit like heavier topics that we've like come up with because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were like, mm, I just want to talk about something fun. Let's talk about something light, and so now Literally. we're left with like the <laughs> the deeper topics that we so we we planned these out prior to the season, even starting before prior to like. Starting to record. It's not like we text each other weekly and be like, okay, what we want to talk about. We used to do that, but now we plan it out. Because we're professionals. Because we're television professionals. And so we literally had like a whole list of like 13 episodes for 13 weeks, yada, yada. And now all we're left with is like deep emotion to talk about. Which I'm here for, but it's just going to take. Are you? girl mm. miss thing well let's get into it let's talk about boundaries okay <laughs> <laughs> okay mm. um no <laughs> anyways okay first of all let me just say this when it comes to boundaries it is something that is mm, i want to say like fairly new to me kind of well yes and no Fairly new to me in the sense of me really impl- understanding it and then implementing it into my life. Um, but they have been a great – boundaries have been a great asset to my life. I will say that. The older I've gotten, the more I'm like, thank goodness I understand, like, why I need it and why I'm implementing it in with my life because not having it – because I grew up, like, a people pleaser. And I grew up, like – Okay, what do uh what do I need to do? Okay, so like you need me okay. Like I just never wanted to be like um like annoying to people. Mm. And I never wanted to be like Oh um I th- You didn't <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. I felt shade. Hold up, I felt shade in that. Go ahead. I wanna hear. I just kidding, I just kidding. No, you're not. Go ahead. What's your truth? <laughs> What's your truth? I'm just kidding. I did it. I never wanted to be annoying to I literally have a post-it um and I've I've 
kept this post-it even when, like I moved to New York and stuff like that says like you are loved you are not annoying because like I mean the, I guess like the reality is like growing up like y'all y'all see me here like I'm a lot of energy and like I like to do shit and I go into shit and I you know whatever and so growing up a lot of people just felt like I was annoying and I felt bad at points because I was like is this like a really bad thing that I'm annoying and that I'm like pissing people off and so you know um but yeah I was a people pleaser and so I would I never there was no boundaries weren't a thing for me it's so wild that you say that because I feel like I am the exact opposite of a people pleaser like to me Alexis come first and I feel like I got a lot of shit for that growing up and somewhat in my adult life because it that type of mentality comes off as very much selfish and I fully get the critique because ultimately it is selfish to consider yourself before you consider your others but there is also merit and there's it's valid to want to prioritize yourself and I feel like the the critique of being selfish comes into play a lot when you being selfish inconveniences someone else. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but it's also like where 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 do I put my comfort level? Where do I put like my needs over someone else's comfort or someone else's? You know, like um their expectation or whatever it may be. Cause I, so I feel like growing up, um, for a little example, like if I was to want to uh, not go to a party because I wanted to rest. Meanwhile, my sister may have wanted to go to that party, but, she, my, but I was her only source of transportation. I was selfish for not going to the party, even though I needed to recharge by just mm-hmm. resting. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like one of those things of like, okay, I guess if I have to be the bad guy, I'll be the bad guy. It was always yeah. my, how I was brought up. And, but now, um, um, Angie and I kind of has, has talked about this because she also was like more of a people pleaser growing up and I was not. And so we also, we talk about it and she like, I don't like to even use the word selfish because if, if putting yourself, if, if creating this boundary and setting it is selfish, then, but that next person does not have to then, like, you don't have to, if me being selfish does not make the next person have to be, like, overly giving. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. that other person can do whatever they want. <laughs> I'm going to do me. Whatever you want to do is on you. But... Is not my, it's not, it shouldn't be like a hindrance on me to focus on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it shouldn't be, unless, like, unless I'm causing harm or something like that, but like, that was never the case. It was just more so like, okay, I need to be by myself. I need to recharge. I need to do X, Y, and Z for me, mm-hmm. which made the next person be like, they had to do more or be more vocal, be more giving, be more yada, yada, yada. But, yeah. I guess that's that's what's my take, but I just feel like growing up, boundaries just wasn't. I don't think we ever used the word boundaries. I never heard the word boundaries growing up. That's like a, it was that's a very new term. Yeah, that's yeah, it term. was like like I feel like boundaries have started being the thing when I entered social media. But other than that, it was not. 
a phrase or even a thing that was spoken about. The boundary was that like you had your parents at, at you had the parents, your, the head of the household. The boundaries that you don't overstep them, you don't speak over, like you don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you. That was about as the dynamic goes, but it was never like a like a boundary type of system. Yeah, no, that's that's the same for me. It's very much so a new thing, and so like <clears throat> like I feel like culturally. I feel like I'm Bob every time I'm like, my family's from Ethiopia. And Bob is like, I'm from Clayton County. I'm from Clayton County. <laughs> I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Clayton County. Um, Yeah, no, it's so, yeah, my family's Ethiopian. And so, like, traditionally or culturally, it's very, uh, boundaries are not a thing. Everything you do, and, and this is, I guess this goes into, like, it being... Like Ethiopia being a, um, it's everything. The, the thought process is is your family. The thought process is yeah. co- is a collective mindset versus like in the U.S. or in like Western world, it's a lot more of an individualistic mindset. Yeah, and so yeah. because our mindset is a collective mindset, you are to suffer for them, mm-hmm. and that is that makes more sense to suffer for the greater good than like. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. so that was the complete mindset. And so that's yeah. what I knew. Um, and so for me, I remember and the, 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 I think the point where it changed was like. I just felt like I was giving like all of myself to my family and like I was dealing with a I don't ever should I don't know if I've ever like brought up that I've like I deal with like depression on the podcast or I'm sure you have. Maybe. I don't know. We've done three. This is three seasons. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, so uh, I, I think at the, at the point of like where everything was changing, I was really dealing with depression. It was like really heavy. My anxiety was it was like just a shithole, like a mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, And my family was just like, anyways, you're fine. Come on. I need you to do this. I need you to take care of this. Can you pick this person up? Can you handle this? Also, can you? And I just remember like being in my bed. And sitting there and I was like, I have nothing to give to anybody right now. Like Mm -hmm. y'all are. And the thing is, is like, I remember like saying like, I can't do any of that today. And they were like, what are you doing? You're just sitting out in your room. And I was like, like, yeah, because I don't know where like my brain was like scattered. Mm -hmm. It was so scattered. And I was just like. To them, they were like, well, you're not doing anything. And I was like, meanwhile, I was trying to just get myself together mentally to, like, take a fucking shower. Like, right. you know what I mean? And so I got called selfish a lot um, for a while. And on top of that, I'm I'm the eldest. So mm-hmm. there's another level of and layer of, like, expectation of, like, well, yeah, you're the oldest. So, like, you should know better and you should be able to just take care of it and you should be able to handle it. And, and there's a, that's a bigger reason as to why I'm a people pleaser because it's like, th- did I do this right? Did I make you happy enough? Did I fuck up? Da-da-da-da-da. Like, I spiral. So, yeah, no, I remember that was, like, the changing moment in, like, 2017 um, when it comes to boundaries. And I remember, like, Brittany. Um, if you haven't seen our episode with Brittany, we did a, a an episode about hair. So go check that out. Um, a good time. It was a good time. I lo- I love Brittany, but she she was she was the person that actually introduced me to boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and saying you need to create those things. And I was like, "What the fuck is that? What what do you what do you mean? Right. Like, I'm selfish. Then I can't do that. That's not a thing I can do." And so, 
uh, I started creating boundaries. And because, and this is the thing, when you start making boundaries, uh, and if, especially when it comes to family, it's such a shift for them that, and it's such a shake for them that the reaction is 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 typically at least my reaction was like a negative reaction. Yeah. And it was like, you're selfish. You don't care about us. You're not here for the family. You only care about yourself. You're and I was like, and and I think for me, when I got to the extreme of it, I was just like, I was such in a bad place mentally because I never put myself first. I always put other people first. I always put my family first. I always put like friends first, whatever, whatever. And I would put myself last. And I was like, I don't give a shit because what's the fucking point of like me even assisting or being there for you or helping you if I'm not even here? Like if I can't even fucking exist in the world and take care of my fucking self, what on God's green fucking earth do you think I can do anything for you? I can't help anyone or be an asset to anybody or help anyone that I love and care about if I'm sitting here fucking going through it and suffering like what sense does that make and so for me when that logic came came into play i was like i don't give a shit i don't give a shit i don't give a fuck i'm selfish i'm all of those things that you negatively want to because it's it's because you've now lost the the reliability of oh salim can just take care of it oh salim can just do it oh i'm gonna just hit salim up and she gonna be the one that that'll help me she gonna look out every single time and no, I'm not your fucking crutch. Like, no, if literally. I say no, I said I said what the fuck I said. I said no. Right. And all you have to do is respect it. And if I do that for people, I'm expecting you to do that for me. If you don't, fuck out of here. Like, yeah. then I guess the situation I feel like, is what it is. I feel like people become other people's safety nets. Mm-hmm. And then they try to assign that same role to somebody else. And when somebody is like, no, actually, I'm not going to be your safety net. I will help when I can when on my own terms, but every time you need something or you want something, I'm not going to be your go-to person. Then they feel like, well, why? Like it's kind of like a conflicting like situation of like, well, why am I doing so much? Why am I having to like go, go, go for the next person? Or why am I so giving when there's people who I can't even rely on. And I feel like that is a valid point. But also you have to think that everybody is not giving. Everybody is not so gracious with their time, their energy, their resources. And I don't think that's always a negative trait. I think society likes to like, like point that, put that on people that like, if you're, if you're loving, if you're gracious, if you're kind, if you're blah, 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 those are positive attributes. Sure. But if you're also very mindful of like not over over giving yourself, not making sure that your cup is running low before you get to the next person, like not making sure that you're literally on empty to make sure that somebody else is on full. That is not negative. Like that is not, you know, what I'm saying like that's not it's not. It's actually smart. Like I don't understand. Like, like I feel like even biblically, people like to be like, you should just give. You should like give the shirt off of your, off of your back to the next person, even if you don't have one. Like, no, you should not. Like, what the and fuck that's am I going to do if I'm sitting here cold, bitch? Like, what? and that's for me, I guess, because I am more of a like, okay, what I I view it as, what do I have to offer? 
Mm-hmm. But in that offering, I'm making sure that I am part of the part of the the, the puzzle. And if the other person is not looking at the equation the same, if they're like, okay, I have to give five things and I'm left for zero, then that's on you, baby girl. That's on. That ain't my problem. That's your problem. Right. And that is probably a boundary that you need to set if you want to for yourself. But like, it's not negative for the next person to just consider themselves. And I feel like when people just understand that other people wants to focus and consider just themselves what they need <laughs> and, and don't really care if like their needs conflicts with the the, the next person needs then it's a pro- i don't understand why it's a problem it's not and that you know what it is i think we just and i'll say i'll say this only for like u.s people um just because i grew up in this country i think that I mean, I guess, I guess, like, if cap- capitalism affects everyone, but in in America, yeah. like, you have this mentality that, like, I mean, I guess not in America, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's this feeling of like, I got to do everything. I got to take the whole world on at all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that much time on this earth, so I have to do everything at once. Versus, like, I just enjoy my life day to day. Versus feeling yeah. like I have to cram everything in at once. Yeah, and like feeling like you have to, I don't know, like it's I, its not a bad thing to take care of yourself and to put yourself yeah. first. And also, and I'll say this, I'll share, I'll share this story. Um, so like for, for our culture and our like family or whatever, it's very much so when someone passes away, it's, we call it Alexa and it's like, I guess like a wake funeral Basically, for like the week of the person passing, you go to their house, like everyone goes to their house. And the thing is, is the way that Abisha people mourn, I'm not going to lie, it's traumatic. It is a traumatizing thing. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of, it's all tears. It's, it's when I say theatrics, it's up there. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, and I had to go to that shit like, and I didn't have a choice. I had to go to that shit the majority of my childhood, like consistently going to it. And that traumatized me. Like. It's heavy. It's really fucking heavy because as soon as like somebody like finally starts calming down from crying, another person is like walking into the house. You got to start all up over again. Everybody in the house got to do the same shit like bitch. All that to say. Um we had a close family friend who was oh, who she was way older and she kind of raised me and uh she basically the doctors were like she's she's got the rest like the end of this till the end of this week. And so for me, I was like, I st- I'm going to go pay my respects. But, and this is after I've really developed, like, understanding what boundaries were. And I said, but I can't go to the, fun- the funeral because two years prior, I had just, like, lost my aunt. And for me, I was it was, like, a lot. It was just heavy. So I was, like, I had lost both of my aunts, like, in a very short period of time. So I was, like, I'm not ready to go to a funeral. I'm not ready to go to any kind of event like this. So what I did was I said, what I can do is I'll go to the hospital. Uh, I'll see the family. I'll pay my respect to the entire family and and obviously go pay my respect to her. And so that's what I did. And the funeral day comes. I didn't go. I went to work, whatever. And apparently I love, listen, I love my cousin. I love you. But like we, we, she pissed me off this fucking day and we had a conversation about it, but like, she apparently was like, 
talking to, <laughs> to my friends or asking like people like where's Salim? Where's Salim? Why is she not here? That's so disrespectful. Like I felt like I was being like represented in a negative way there, even though I did for me, my boundary was not going there, but still paying my respects to her and the family in the way that I can show up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I sh- showing up the way that I did was enough for me. Being around all of those people and having to go through those consistent emotions over and over again was just not something I wanted to be around. Um, and I didn't feel like prepared or okay to be around that. So yeah, I was pissed. And my, of course my friends tell me like what the fuck happened. And me and her had a conversation about it. And she was like, well, you know, like culturally, traditionally, like as families and like as us being older, like, you know, elders, like we need to like show up. And I said, that is something that you are choosing to be a part of. And you choose to be a part of that type of tradition. Tradition is not something that I have to do. It's like, oh, this is something that they typically do. Also, there's a lot of traditions that need to end. Okay. Hello. <laughs> it don't, they're, they don't, they don't need to exist no more. Fully. So the tradition of I have to go traumatize myself knowing it's not going to be okay for me and be like, yeah, that's fine. And I'll just have to deal with the, with the repercussions afterwards. Nah, Mm. I'm good. Cause like I'm good off that. And that's not how I'm going to operate. And that's how I've like been operating moving forward. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to put myself in a situation um, where I know I'm not going to be okay or where I know I'm going to be like re-traumatized. Like fuck that. Yeah. So I'm very serious about like literally when you say like you put yourself first i've that's where i'm at yeah. like motherfuckers be like so <laughs> yeah gonna, yeah i'm not going to go and i don't yeah, know just, and when bad. i say that i don't know if it's more of like a genetic my astrology just how i was raised that like oh yeah you my, are a capricorn right i'm a capricorn so it's like in in me to just be like smart about my decisions and if i don't like I don't, like <laughs> and so like but and I don't it's not that I don't appreciate people who are more giving because obviously they give a lot and like more people benefit from that mm-hmm. and, but I just feel like people who are people pleasers or people who have looser boundaries when it comes to like how much they need for themselves it should not be those people are positively viewed when the next person should be negatively viewed for setting stronger boundaries is what I'm trying to right. get at. Because right. if you're, if you are willing and able and capable, you have no problems with just giving, 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 doing whatever. If that's your cup of tea, if that's how you feel by all means, the society, your family, your friends, I'm sure all appreciate it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying to just change your own personality and reconsider everything that you feel like you thrive off of. Because if you thrive off that type of lifestyle, then that, that's fine. But I just feel like people who are more reserved and more cautious should also mm-hmm. be given the same type of respect in what they do. Instead of it being like, oh, this person is mean, this person is nice. No, it's not. No, we're not. Like we're we're just operating differently, but at the end of the day, we're we're cool. <laughs> like we're, we could yeah. we could just be neutral. Like it's what I'm it saying. It's like it, it doesn't, doesn't have to be like who you are as a person, right? It doesn't have to be positive or negative. And I feel like growing up, 
I, my sister was always the nice one. She was always the bubbly one. She was always the talkative one. She was always like, you know, in people's like faces and stuff like that. And I was always locked in the room to myself, like, you know, not really more social or whatever. And in my family's eyes, Ashley was the nice one. Alexis was the mean one. And I was like, I heard that all the time growing up. It was like, oh, your sister's the mean one. She's the nice one. Blah, 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 blah. And I feel like I really had to unpack that growing up of like, it's not a negative, positive thing. Right. It's just how we are as people. Whether we have like just because my sister is older than me, where does she have to just do more because she's older than me? Or the and I was spoiled as a child. Like whatever whatever caused us to be how we are personality wise is how we are personality wise. And I don't mm-hmm. I just don't want to be have a negative positive connotation with either of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. That's that's that's, that's my that's my viewpoint. No, that's true. What is what are boundaries for you when it comes to like social media? Social media, like. It's just, it's, it's rough when you've been in, when I've been in so many fandoms, mm. because I feel like in the fandom, boundaries get very easily dismissed mm-hmm. and it is very wild. And you start to like, cause like looking back on some of the shit that I was saying, like even in the Trixie and Katia fandom, I would like cringe at today. I'll be like, oh, why the fuck did I say that? Oh my like why would I say that? Like some of the stuff that like I post on, and at the time it's like it's fine, it's like nothing harmful, but it's just like, did I really need to just like express that? Did I really need to be like I'm horny as fuck today? Like did I really (laughs) need to be like that? And I mean, it's it's fine because that is part of me. I'm not like catfishing, but it's also like. Or horny for the queen. Right. Or like how like like the fantasies or whatever the like whatever the situation may be, like and I did the same <laughs> shit for Nikki. Like it was wild. Oh my gosh. It really just like it cause you feel so comfortable in those fans because you feel like you're just surrounded by like minded people that you feel like you could just like Say your anything. wall could just come completely down. And then years later, you're looking back like, my wall should have been stacked. (laughs) Stacked, mama, stacked on stacked. Because it is wild. Like, now I feel like I would be more intentional and have very much so, like, not to say that, like, the type of things that I tweet about would change, but, like, I would be more intentional about the audience that's going to be receiving the message, if if you know what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just be out here, like, wilding out, thinking that Trixie and Cassia fans are the only people looking at my tweets now because that's probably not the case. Yeah, that's literally the same. Did you feel like you set boundaries on social media? Or do you feel like you have now? I feel like I have now, but, like, I don't think I I did before. I think, because I was part of the... It was, I honestly would say that my my first actual fandom that I was really part of online was Beyonce. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that during the Beyonce, I'll say this. I think that within the Beyonce fandom, I definitely, I think I set boundaries without realizing it. But here's the thing. I really wanted to be Beyonce. <laughs> 
like behavior wise and Beyonce sets boundaries within like the media she doesn't share what she she shares what the fuck she feels like she needs to share mm-hmm. and so I think I kind of was like more mindful in that aspect so I was just more so like imitating Beyonce so shout out to that queen but um I think I think because then I got into the Demi Lovato fandom for a little bit yeah that was the time um and I think that's when I didn't really set boundaries. I kind of that's when I started opening up. And then the drag. No. Yeah. No. I just yeah. said everything. I said yeah. everything and thought, I'm gonna tweet everything. I'm gonna say everything. And you know what? Go ahead, girl. Salim. But I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you remember when we used to be a part of the lesbian um the chat? Yes. The group chat? Yeah. The Zooms. Oh my god! <gasps> yes. Okay, so I don't know if any of the people who used to attend these like it was just like I think Jamila is like probably the only person. It's just Jamila, 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 Jamila. I just call her Millie, <laughs> but Jamila is probably the only person that like maybe listens to our podcast. I don't know, but we all used to be a part of this like queer. Mainly lesbian focused, <laughs> like group, group chat, chat that turned into like weekly. This was Zoom 2020, meetings. by the way. This was 2020. 2020. And it was, it was a wild time. It was a fucking wild time. Listen, being locked up in a house puts you in a very <laughs> different mindset and person. I I sometimes think about those freaking Zooms and they went on like we would get on Zoom at like we would start at nine we would start at like no because we started going early because we had people international yes Millie's in Australia oops we would get on at like 6pm and go on a Sunday yeah and go until but the thing is during COVID like uh, the, right. the pandemic we just didn't we didn't go anywhere no one did anything um we would go until the next morning literally and fall asleep oh we'd fall, fall asleep, asleep together literally <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was an amazing group i'm not saying that yeah, i have is. any no no, Ill, no no this is not ill yeah. feeling towards anybody it was an amazing group. group but i'm just saying like it's like one of those things where it's like we really had a whole lesbian ass group chat <laughs> from twitter from people that we didn't really know but we were no. just in there like we was doing some wild ass shit <laughs> it was it was a time it was a time. it was a fucking time bitch like it was it was, it was a time wild. to be alive yeah there was no there was no boundaries in that Okay, so when it comes to um, in-person boundaries, what's that like for you? What's like in-physical-person boundaries for you? Oh, bitch, I do not like to be touched. It's, I don't know what triggered it, but, or if there even is anything that triggered it, and it just could just be my personality. Why does it have to be a trigger? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like to be touched and that's not even by just strangers i don't like my mother to touch me without me giving her explicit consent to do so my sister literally the only person and i think it's because she does ask if she is okay for for me to be touched is aunt that can touch me it's like 
because she because when we first started uh well the first time we met in person everything like every touch she was like is that okay like is this okay like can i like it was like do are am i allowed like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and I, I think i don't mm-hmm. know if that was what was missing when people touched me but i don't even it's like people permission. right i don't even like people hugging me and i know that's like a very societal norm of like for hugs or whatnot but like it's i just don't like because i feel like it's like a space thing like don't mm-hmm. get in my space i'm very territorial with my energy and so don't try to fuck that up you know what i'm saying that's valid yeah I'm um I I don't know. I I'm I'm fine with hugs. I'm fine with um people touching me for the most part. Not don't get crazy. Right. <laughs> don't get crazy. I think like yeah, for the most part I'm like okay with it, especially like for me like if it's my loved ones or whatever. I but also like my mom is a very physical person and she physically shows you her love and that's how she does it. Um, so I kind of just grew up with that and I'm like, I enjoy it because I love feeling loved on like physically. And so I'm like fine with it. Um, here's what I'm not fine with. So when I existed in the straight world, (laughs) um, it's the way that straight men would just grab me however they wanted, um, when we would be out because I have a curvy body. And so the world that we live in and the society that we lived in or we, we live in have told men that women who have bodies like this want to be grabbed on. They want to be touched. They want when in actuality, don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking put keep your goddamn hands to your fucking self. OK, the way that I would go to the club and my ass would get grabbed and my like hips would it was like i'm a puller this way i'm a puller this way I'm a, oh she likes this she wants to be don't fucking touch me and the way that my reaction and i'm not a fighter okay y'all i don't physically fight people i did take taekwondo and i do take fucking kickboxing classes but i don't fight i feel like i would only fight when i like have to the way that i was out in these streets in dc <laughs> I was ready to fucking square up with niggas. And the way my friends would be like, Salim, you don't know what we have. I mean, you don't know what they have. Like, don't, don't get too crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't, you know, like these niggas is crazy. Cause especially I'll say this. I will say this on the motherfucking record. (sighs) DC niggas are weird. And like, People would say, and I say this, like people, a lot of people say like New Yorker, you know, the like the stigma is like New Yorkers are mean. Mm-hmm. Here's my experience. People in New York are not mean. People in New York just don't give a fuck about you. They're focused on what the fuck they need to do and focused on what the fuck's going on in their fucking lives, bitch. They're not focused on you. They just don't care. DC, they fucking care a lot, too mm-hmm. much. And so for them, like these men, like their egos are so like so fragile it's so fragile and like they get bruised so easily so they're actually like legitimately like there's crazy people out here um because they are literally like in their feelings like that but yeah i just would be like i don't give a fuck and also i had liquor in my system so i was ready to fucking just i didn't care like (laughs) i was like and what what you got 
What you got? I'm ready. It was a whole thing. But yeah, I just, my boundary, and I had a lot of boundaries in that, in the sense of like the way that I would be. (sighs) But that was never respected because that's never a thing. That's not a conversation. Like men just are like, well, yeah, that's that's just how it's supposed to be. Like, you're fine. Don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch anybody. But keep your God. Bitch, we learned this shit in kindergarten. Keep your fucking hand to your fucking self. I don't fucking know you. We're not friends. We don't, I don't want to be your friend. Why? <laughs> Why I go out to Baltimore a couple weeks ago? And when I say this guy was like in my fucking face, like in my drunk as fuck, but like in my face, like you trying to be my friend? No, I'm really not. And he's, and I, when I, <laughs> the way my friends were just watching me have this conversation with this guy, and I was like, he had an open bottle of Hennessy. Okay, we was just trying to <laughs> we was just trying to get a fucking wrap and go home. Had an open Hennessy bottle in my face. I didn't tell you about this either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, so so you gonna try to hang out with me? You wanna be my friend? You wanna da-da-da-da-da? And I was just like, No, I don't. I think you have enough friends. No, you can be my other friend. I said, no, I'm okay. I have enough friends, um, but you're really close to my face, so I'm going to just need you to back up. Wait, you don't like me? No, I really don't, because I don't fucking know you, so just please. And then I turned to my friends, and I was like, guys, please, just, like, fear him. And then I turned around, and he was gone, but, like, fucking weird. It was just wild. It's just... I'm tired, man. Well, I don't want to go out and have a good time, but, like, I'm tired. Space, boundaries. People just need to respect it. Like, I try to be mindful um, because I am, like, I like being a physical person and I like showing my love in that aspect. But, like, I really want to be respectful. I even kind of do it, like, I I try to do it with my, like, my nephew because mm-hmm. he's he's about to be two. And, like, um, you know, I don't, I, like, growing up, it was, like, a lot of people, oh, bitch. When I say they would like touch my, che- they would pinch my cheeks and then give me like the, just assault me with kisses. I say this in the realest way, assault me with kisses. And I just did at some, I was like, I don't like this. Like, bitch, I don't, you know, when they'd be like, go, go give auntie such and such, like a kiss, go give auntie whatever, or such an uncle, whatever, whatever, a hug or da 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 da. When I tell you, I'm not putting that on my children. That. I'm not putting that on my children. I'm not putting that on my children. I hated it. I hated it. Same. Because I was like, what the? F-? I was like, no. Like, don't fucking grab my. Ch- don't no. touch. Don't touch. Honestly, like, my skin was like, I think by the time I got to, I think I was like nine or 10, like, my cheeks all in this area was, it was, I don't know if anyone, if you're watching the podcast, like, if you see my arms, like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not eczema. It's not. I don't know what it is. Um, if if you're a dermatologist on here and you see this and maybe you know it, hit me up. Let me know. Um, but yeah. So like, I was kind of like the discoloration um on my cheeks, but my cheeks were really really red, and it was like that for. It stayed like that for quite a few years until like as I started growing up, the less people touched my face, the more my skin went back to what it was. 
And I was like, your dirty ass motherfucking hands probably fucked my face up. And y'all motherfuckers was out here touching my fucking cheeks because you were like, her cheeks are so cute. Oh, my God. I'm not a fucking dog. I'm a person. Don't touch me. No, literally. Wild. I'm not putting that shit on my children. I think the physical boundary is like my biggest, like my most, um, the most, the, the boundary that I feel most propelled, is propelled word, compelled to enforce. <laughs> I don't know with words with you anymore after you thought. I don't know either. I'm just hungry. After you thought a scrotum. <laughs> And a septum were the same. I mean, a uh, what is it? A, a what is it? It's not a septum. A scrotum and a fuck. We're fucked. A scr- <laughs> sternum. A scrotum and a sternum. You thought a scrotum was a sternum. They sound similar. Again, if you have not watched the episode, they're very different things. <laughs> the episode of um, body, modifications. body modifications. Be sure to check it out because it's a good time. Um, but no, but the physical boundary is the one that I'm like. I enforce greatly because it's the one that like I just can't do. Like I feel like not that anybody should be like okay, like for such and such, I'll not take it so seriously. But like, just don't touch me. <laughs> like, don't touch me. I would tell you not to touch me. Like I, like you know, like I would verbalize what you can and can't do when it comes to my my body and your hands. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that uh, just like closing out words, but I think that uh, I try to do that now and I try to be mindful um, about it. And I try to be because I am a much more physical person and I'm like, hugs, kisses, love you. Oh, my God. But like also like people don't like to be touched. Like, so I'd rather ask for permission and see if you're comfortable. If you are not, you know what it is when people would get like upset, like, why are you, you you don't like when people give you hugs like they don't fucking want it just it's fine so right. i try to ask for permission and be respectful now and just be mindful of it and that's all you can do all right yeah. everybody just needs to try to be better people that's all and on that note be sure to subscribe to lemonade and tea on youtube because i feel like our subscribers keep playing like we're like a few subscribers away from 500 so Absolutely. that's the halfway mark um Hopefully, y'all will come through by the end of the season. I don't know. If not, hopefully next season will bring <laughs> our our entirety of our 500 subscribers. And we'll have a thousand. And then we can monetize our shit. And, and um, yeah. Also, listen to us be, on Apple. Be, fully, I was about to say, y'all could be sick of us, but we ain't stopping. So if y'all think no. they're not subscribing, it's going to make us stop. No, it ain't consistency. Happening. Consistency is key, okay? And that's what we gonna do. It's not gonna we're not gonna stop. So yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Amazon, all that good shit. All that good shit. Any closing words, Alexis? Mm-mm. And on that note, have a good week. Love y'all. Bye.